0: Hello, hello, how you doing, how you doing, this is the S. Anthony Says Podcast, this is the S. Anthony Thomas, and this is episode number 259, how are you doing, my wonderful sass bastards around the world, how are you doing, you know, every week you guys give me something to thank you for, and I'll be honest with you, am I very grateful, of course, But I don't want to, I'm not going to thank you at the beginning of the show this week. Why? Because I don't want you to get full of yourselves. Yeah, that's right. Did you do nice stuff? Sure. Did you write nice stuff? Of course you did. But I'm not going to mention it. Yeah, that's right. I don't want you to, well, we do nice stuff for him all the time. Let's listen to the beginning of his show before the show starts. He's going to say nice stuff about us. Well, I'm not saying anything nice about you this week, even though you deserve to have nice stuff said about you once again i don't want you to get full of yourself so i'm just not gonna do it not doing it nope all right i'm gonna do it thank you very much for all the listens and the downloads and the spreading of the words and hello new sass bastards thank you for coming along i know you came along here and you're listening because you have friends of mine that have been long-term sass bastards and they've you know, they've recommended me to you. And, of course, and according to what you've written to me, you you were listening. You listen to the show and you listen to some old shows. And now you're permanent sass bastards. So I want to say thank you very much for being sass bastards. So I, I tried to not was trying not to say that, but, you know, I was trying to try to be tough and, you know, act like I'm above it all. But I I, I I'm never going to be above it. <laughs> well, folks, let me ask you this. Now, I know that uh, those of you that are listening to me in Australia, um, you don't have any snow to worry about, so you're probably laughing at me right now. And in Canada, you got your ass whipped with snow, so you know what I'm talking about. My West Coast people, I used to be one of you, and I know you're going, Snow? Yeah, I understand there's this concept of cold water from the sky that accumulates on the ground. I've heard of it, but I've never seen it. <laughs> F y'all. <laughs> But we had snow here on the East Coast, my friend. We had snow. They had snow in Philly. We had snow in New Jersey. And it's a huge, what I like to refer to as a pain in the buttocks. You see, I used to live in, I lived in California during the 90s and I'm back on the East Coast now for now. But I'm telling you right now, when that, that one snowstorm, even though it wasn't as bad as they said it was going to be, made me think maybe I should take my punk ass back to California when I didn't have to do deal with any of this snow crap. That's what I'm thinking. Because it was actually very, very heavy snow. And I'm not a very young guy. I'm 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 okay. I'm capable of shoveling my own walkway without worrying about any serious health benefits or any benefits, uh, health problems, or any serious health problems, or any health problems, not a big deal. But I don't want to do it anymore. And this time the snow was heavy. And if you follow me on social media, I already showed you I was at a friend's house after I took care of my spot and I was over there and I was helping them out because they got it worse for some reason. And a big giant block of ice, the size of a damn dining room table, almost landed on my ass. And at first, I thought it, it was—it it landed on other snow, so I didn't hear it hit the ground. It didn't have a—you know—when you hear something heavy hit hit cement, you hear that boom sound. But this landed on other snow, so it just went. Poof. So at first, I thought it was just a big puff of snow, not a big deal, until I went over and started picking up the pieces. And the pieces that it had broken into, each piece felt like holding a damn cinder block. These, This was a heavy, big, giant piece of ice that almost landed on me. And I'm sitting there going, okay. Okay, winner, you tried to kill me. Well, guess what? F you. As soon as I get an opportunity to, damn it, I'm moving someplace where you can't get me. Right? You, 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 you winner blocked in my car when the, plow comes by and plows my car in and it froze overnight and I didn't even know that the plow had come through I thought my car had been dug out I thought the mighty Toyota Camry was free 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 set them free if you love somebody set them free but no I came back outside and I see this big giant thing of snow on all sides of my car and and a little bit of Oh, I just wanted to, I wanted to find the person that plowed it in and say, get your punk ass back out of bed, bring your punk ass back and plow my car back out, punk, because I shoveled it out and you plowed it in, punk. And I would have done that if, one, I knew who did it, and two, I could get my car out and three, I would not do that because I, that, that that would be harassing and I would go to jail or the person might kick my ass. But I'm telling you, I'm getting a little sick of the damn winter, my friend. I don't mind. I mean, the cold sucks, right? And I know people in Australia and California are going, (laughs) loser. Well, F (laughs) y'all. It's a big pain in the ass, man. It really is, man. It's like like winter just comes in and it messes up everything. I mean... It just it just comes in and just Fs up all of your plans. If you have kids, you get stuck at home with your kids. If you don't have kids, you get stuck at home staring at wall-to-wall news coverage of the snow like they didn't know it was coming. Winter's like a bad ex that just keeps showing up and messing up things for you. Right? You made plans to go someplace and then they go, well, it's going to be four inches of snow. That's not that big of a deal. Oh, it's not that big of a deal, person watching on television. Well, guess what, jackass? This is not that fluffy snow that you can go out four hours later and it's not really that big of a deal. It's going to be that really heavy snow. There's a really good chance that a lot of your power lines are going to get messed up. And you're not even, in fact, you probably don't even see this now because your power lines are already messed up. (laughs) Ha ha! Losers! Winner bastard coming along messing everything up gotta go outside because you can't chip the ice because it's too thick and hard and it's too cold outside you can't even chip it so you gotta crawl into your car and turn on your car and sit in your car for 20 minutes because you don't want your battery to get messed up because of the cold weather feel like an idiot walking out there turning your car on and sitting in there it's kinda of like a tease in a way. Hey, I'm in my car. The car is on the radios. Oh, it's warm in here. Let me drive someplace. Oh, that's right, I can't. You feel like when you feel like a little kid that you know how the little kids ride those little stupid horses in front of department stores for a quarter? You feel like a grown ass man doing that. I was waiting for one of my parents to come up and go, Okay, little S Anthony, it's you it's it's you you've ridden in the, in the in the Toyota Camry long enough. Come on, mom, just a few more minutes. Shut up. What did your mother tell you? Oh come on, Dad, this is the you you guys don't I hate you guys. Dude, you're forty-eight years old. Aren't you a little old for the, saying stuff like that? Yeah, but you're making me get out of the money till you're the Camry. We're not actually here, jackass. We, you know, this is a figment of your imagination. Maybe you should check and see whether or not some of that carbon monoxide is coming back into the car, and you're passing out. Yeah, I think that's the problem. In the winter, God, I can't stand it. You know, I've been climatized to the cold weather again, so it doesn't bother me like that. It's just a pain in the ass. And like I was saying, Winter is like that ex that comes back and messes up your life, comes back and just starts messing stuff up because it can. We've all been there before. I told you the story like several episodes ago, but since there's a a new audience here, I'm going to I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give a little paraphrased version of it. There was a girl I was attracted to. I thought she was a really, really beautiful girl girl we're both in our 20s and i just moved to california and i was about to move in on her and then i did move in on her and then boom boom jiggy gee, boom the boom jiggy jiggy boom boom jiggy boom the boom, boom jiggy jiggy i'm trying to be i'm trying to be delicate about it um how can i put this i was banging the crap out of her on a daily basis and i noticed that she had an ex and everybody has exes oh but this ex was nuts his ex's friends were nuts. And I have this thing about not being shot by large groups of nut nutty people. So I had to get away from her. Cause he kept showing up. We're driving someplace and there he is. We're going someplace to eat and there he is again. And then I go someplace and there he is. And then I went there, what are you doing with my girl, man? I said, she's not your girl. You broke up last year. You haven't seen her in a while. How do you know we've been gone for last year? Cause I've been over at our house taking her to Drill City every day for a year and your punk ass wasn't there. Oh, you been doing it to my girl? You don't have a girl. Only girls you have are at the end of your wrists. Punk. Okay. I did not say none of that because he was twice my size and carried weapons. F y'all. It's my story to tell. I'll lie if I want. <laughs> but I had to get out of there, man. I was and the funny thing about it was I wasn't really necessary. I wasn't worried about her safety. Um, He wasn't going to do anything to her. He was never violent to her. He was one of those guys that would damn near kill dudes near her. And I'm going, I'm not really that invested in her. Because as it turns out, I was dating him for, in all honesty, I was only getting it on with her for like a month and a half. And then this dude started acting wacky. And I'm going, one of two things is going to happen. He's going to whoop my ass or I'm going to whoop his ass. And I'm not going to let him whoop my ass, which means I'm going to whoop his ass. And then his friends are going to try to whip my ass. And then my friends are going to try to whip their asses and all of this because I don't think so. So I got the hell out of there. And it's not its not even gender specific. You've seen that before when you have a guy and the ex was won't give up and keeps following around and following around and doing crappy stuff, f- flattening the tires and breaking up the windshield and keying the cars and all of that crap. You've seen it before and they disappear and you think it's okay. And then as soon as you start getting happy, their punk ass shows back up and all of a sudden you find out your tires are slashed and you you, you just gave sugar in your gas tank and your windows are smashed out and all of that crap. And just when you think you're out, and there they go again. Well, winter's just like that, right? Especially when you go through a whole winter and there's no snow or anything like that, and there's no snow in the forecast, and you start, get you kind of get lulled in the sleep. You get lulled to sleep and you're thinking, there's going to be no snow. I am I got nothing to worry about. What's the big deal? Dun, 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 dun. hello tonight on the news I bet you guys made some plans didn't you? You had some stuff that was going to be really cool to do. You probably had some business opportunities. You had some stuff that's so time sensitive that it has to happen at a specific time and if it doesn't happen at a specific time you're going to be ass out. It's going to mess up everything you're going to have no chance to get this done again you have to have it done at this exact time and this exact place and the place that you're going is far away. It's far away. It's near the mountains and guess what Jack? Jackasses There's gonna be three feet of snow, you're not gonna be able to go there and ha, 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 ha your plans are messed up. Oh you probably thought you were gonna do it over the internet. Well guess what? The place is gonna be in a place where it's rural and the power is gonna be out. So nice try, Jackasses. Oh, and it's gonna mess up the phone lines too punk. Nice try. It's over for you. That business opportunity is gonna go through your fingers. Ironically, the same way snowflakes will go through your fingers. Ha ha ha, ha. Winter. F you. Like I said, I'm the kind of person. I'm a person that used to live in California during the 90s. And when I went out to California during the 90s, it was so good. Christmas time would come around and you'd see those stupid commercials Rudolph the red-nosed reindeer <laughs> you know those old Rankin and Bass, Bass cartoons with oh, cartoons or animations come come on those claymation craps and you know it's Christmas time and you're walking around with a t-shirt and shorts on and there are people walking around Los Angeles, California, and Hollywood, and Santa Monica, and Hermosa Beach, and all of those beaches, and all of that crap, looking at Christmas lights like that are on palm trees. There's women looking at Christmas lights at nighttime in bikinis with their delicious buttocks and delicious chest yummies and bikinis. And this is Christmas. Christmas. It's December 24th. And what are you doing? You're on the beach throwing a frisbee and it's 82 degrees outside and it's Christmas. And the people back East are calling you up. Hey, what's going on S Hey, what's going on guys? We got three feet of snow. Oh, that's a shame, man. I can't talk to you right now. I have to go to the beach and look at my girlfriend run around in the bikini. And then we're going to go back to her place, get it on. And then, then we're going to just sit on the porch and look at this, look at stuff and sit there and be warm and then get it on what will you be doing I'll be in the house getting pneumonia because all of the kids are sick ah, that's that's too bad <laughs> I gotta go have some sex now bye click but you get lulled in the sleep my friend you live in California you forget about that being in California if you hate the winter it's like being in the, win- in the witness protection program you know the winner's just waiting to get a shot at you, but it can't. You're too far away. It's like being—it's like hiding out from the mob. The mob doesn't know where you are. They're looking for you. They're waiting for you. They're just waiting for an opportunity. They're hoping you're dumb enough to come back so they can get a crack at you. You know that's what they want, but you're in California. You're too far away. The winner would like to get its hands on you. The winter would like to get you in an alley and beat you down. The winner would like to shake you down and take some money from your business. The winner would like to blow up your car. The winner would like to do all of that kind of stuff to you. The winner is like a mobster and California is like being in the witness protection program and the winner wants to kick your ass. But it can't because it doesn't know where you are. The winner doesn't even know that there is a West Coast because it's never been there. It doesn't even know what a West Coast is. It's like, it's almost as if the winner is one of those people that thinks the the, the, the earth is flat. The, 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 the winner just goes, I don't know anything that goes by beyond the central time zone. I didn't even know there's a Pacific Ocean. Never heard of it. <laughs> That's right. But I made the mistake of booking a bunch of gigs on the East Coast, right? And I was going to go back. But I got stuck here doing some stuff, and next thing you know, life took over and I wound up staying here and I didn't want to, even though I'm from here, but I didn't want to. And it's like somebody who goes back to visit family, you kind of fall into the habit of being back near where you were. Right, You think the mob forgot about your punk ass, don't you? Oh, no. They were waiting for an opportunity. They were waiting for you to bring your dumb ass back. They were waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting, and you came back like a fool. You didn't just come back really quickly, say hello to everybody, and disappear. No, you decided to stay, you dumb bastard. And you're sitting at home. <laughs> they probably forgot about me. The winner probably forgot about me. The winner doesn't, the winner's not going to hold a grudge like that, is it? ba bum bum hi you dumb bastard the winner's been waiting for you the winner just said to give you this message um hi i don't know where you came from but i know you're back and i'm gonna fuck you up really badly wait a second who told the winner i was back we're gonna have five feet of snow we were actually only gonna have two inches of snow but the winner said something about he's back i've got to get him and uh, it's, it's basically all S. Anthony's fault that we have five feet of snow because the winner has been saving up lots of winter ass whippings for him. And uh, we're all taking the brunt up. Uh, excuse me, person walking down the street. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. What's going on? I don't know. I thought we were only going to get two inches of snow. I mean, what, did, did, did S. Anthony come back to New Jersey again? As a matter of fact, he did. Come on, man. You should have stayed in California. The winter has been walking around all year talking about the second you come back, he's going to really give it to you good. And it doesn't matter if he gets all of us too. It's your fault. Man, you bastard, go back to California. You should, we should all make you dig out our houses. The winter wouldn't be fucking us up if it wasn't for you. C.S. Yes, Anthony. You should have kept your punk ass on the West Coast. You come back to New Jersey. I mean, I'm glad you came back because I'm going to be on air 12 straight hours talking about the snow and telling people something that they couldn't possibly not know, like it's cold outside and that the snow is deep. You know, the kind of thing they could have known by looking out their window. But um, I'm glad you're back, you know. And so, that's, okay, none of that happened. But I'm telling you right now, my friends, I don't like the winter. And I'm talking to you, winter plowing and making my car get stuck in your snow right then you're gonna throw that table of ice at my head like that luckily luckily my cat-like reflexes may be able to get out of the way <laughs> yeah well guess what winter march is almost over so it's moving into another season you punk ass and i'll be waiting for you next year I'll be waiting for you. I know you're going to try to get a crack at me again. You're going to try to snow me in again and ruin my plans. But you know what I'm going to do next time winter comes around, punk? Soon as it says, winter's coming, I'm going to go someplace warm. And I'm going to stay there until your punk ass goes away, winter. F you. Maybe I'll go visit some of my sass bastards in Australia. Then again, half the animals in Australia can viciously kill you. So uh, I will not be doing that (laughs) unless I can make friends with some Australians, personal friends with you so you can tell me about the stuff. Don't eat that. that, Don't touch that. That'll kill you there. Okay. I'm going to need if I come to Australia, I'm going to need some of my Australian sass bastards to be around me at all times to protect me from all of those animals that can viciously kill me. And, 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 and my California sass bastards will actually know y'all personally. So, you know, I already, you know, I don't need nothing from Y'all except that y'all, I mean, we keep listening and have some of y'all personal friends. So, you know, I'm probably going to be talking to you on the phone and off and on, you know, when I'm not doing the show. So I don't even know why I mentioned y'all asses. But anyway, <laughs> but I just want to say before I end this segment to winter, F you punk, which is snow throwing ass. Yeah, I'm, I know what I'm going to do to teach you a lesson, winner. I'm going to go to my refrigerator right now. I'm going to take some ice cubes out and I'm going to slap the shit out of them. Yeah, that's right. What are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it, Winter? There's nothing you can do about it. That's right. I'm going to put some ice cubes and some hot tea and watch it melt. And I'm going to sit right there and I'm going to trash talk those ice cubes. That's for your friend winner, bitch. Yeah, melt some more. I'm going to put some more hot water in there to teach you. No, no, we're melting. Ah, That's right. Screaming pain punk. Am I starting to sound crazy here? Yeah, that's probably what happens when you don't get enough sleep. But unfortunately for you people, when I finish recording the rest of the show, it will be at the same time. So it will probably be just as weird as this because I it's not like I would have gotten eight or nine hours of sleep between segments. <laughs> Don't judge me bastards. <laughs> Segment over. You know what, guys, let me ask you this. Have you ever ran across, have you ever had somebody in your life that did so many horrible things that when they passed away, it kind of didn't shock you and you weren't even necessarily sad, not because you hated them or anything like that, but because you were surprised they lived as long as they actually did. Because we had a person like that. He wasn't necessarily a friend, but he was kind of an acquaintance. You know, when he had a lot of things wrong with him, he had a weird, a weird heart thing going on. A weird, He had several illnesses going on at the same time. And he was one of those guys that had things going on internally that were wrong with him. But if you looked at him externally, you wouldn't think there was anything wrong with him. But you knew there was something wrong with him. Right. And in addition to that, he was doing things on a regular basis that was so horrible, just horrible horrible, horrible, and you just were wondering what the, there's going to come a time when it comes back and bites you on the butt, there's going to come a time when it's going to get you, it's going to come a time when it comes to get you, so much so that you were just waiting for a phone call to find out that somebody shot him, stabbed him blew him up, he died of this, he died of that you were waiting for that phone call, the same way if you have a sick relative you have a sick relative and you know the inevitable is going to happen, grandma has this, and she's 87 years old, and she's been sick for seven Seven years and you know what's going to come there's nothing anybody can do about it you're waiting for the phone call you're waiting for the phone call and sometimes even in that case with the extremely old relative who has the extreme illness they hang on for such a long period of time you stop jumping when the phone rings you know one of those phone calls is going to be grandma's dead you know it but you stop jumping when the phone rings because they hang on so long and then when the phone call comes yes you're sad because it's over But it's a sense of relief because now, you know, they're not hurting anymore. Now, you know, they've passed on. Now, you know, it's over with. And even though you want them to be around, it's over with and you know it. Well, there's something similar to this cat because we knew something was going to happen to him. He did too many bad things to too many people. Nobody even wanted to be like really close friends with his punk ass. You knew who he was. He was a very charming guy. I'm not going to say his name, but he's a very charming guy. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. But he was one of those guys, you look at him, and you're going, this guy is never going to see 30 candles. In fact, he ain't going to see 25 candles. If he sees 25 candles, okay, he's not going to see 25 candles, but he did see 25 candles. And we were like, man. But we were all still waiting. We were waiting for the phone call. He got shot. He got stabbed. He got, he caught this disease. He caught that disease. We were waiting for it. We were waiting for it. And it didn't happen. And then he was 30 and we were completely shocked. And he was just like that sick relative, just like that sick relative. You didn't expect him to get anywhere near 30, but then when he got 30, just like that sick relative that hung on and hung on and you know, the inevitable was coming, but they hung on for a while. You didn't jump when the phone rang because you didn't expect anything to happen to him. You knew it was going to, but you didn't think you were going to have to wait for the phone call every five seconds. You didn't jump on a phone call, you know, expecting something bad to happen. And now he's 35. And now you're not even expecting anything to happen to him. He's been doing bad things for such a long period of time. He's been doing drugs. You know, he's been doing crime. He didn't admit to the crimes, but we all know he committed the crimes, which is why we were never going to be friends with this cat, but we knew who he was and he was charming when you met him and you saw him in the neighborhood all the time. And now he's 40 and you're completely stunned that the bastard made it to 40. He's having sex with women with no condoms on. He's got 55,000 different children. He's having sex with prostitutes and crack whores and all of that kind of crap. And this bastard didn't care catch one disease didn't catch one disease he had been up in all of these women with no thing he had 40000 children but he didn't catch one disease and we were shocked dude You're not just playing roulette, you're standing on the roulette table with alligators taped to your balls. What the hell are you doing? Go buy a Powerball ticket. Maybe you used up all of your luck, but do something, you gotta stop. And now he's 42, you can't believe what's going on. How is this guy still? And then he died at 45. and the funny thing about it was we went to the funeral but nobody was sad nobody was sad because we knew this sucker was living on 20 years of borrowed time you can't have sex with street prostitutes with no condom on you can't have sex with random women with no condom on you can't commit crimes that you won't admit but we know that you did and and get away with it you can't do that you can't pick fights with people and get your ass whipped and sometimes whip their ass and sometimes have their friends come back and whip your ass you can't keep doing that and live a long time you can't do that in the hood and last that long but he lasted that Longer we were all stunned some of us went to the funeral just to find out whether or not it was really him maybe it was somebody with the same name there's no way in the world he's been too lucky for too long did his luck run out you're damn right it did that was really him in the casket his ass was dead you wouldn't know how surprised people were that he was actually dead nobody in there was dressed up because we figured this is a whole bunch of crap maybe it's just a scam maybe he's got a dead fake dummy in the body we all kick in some money for the for the funeral and then we find out that the funeral parlor was a front and it was actually a friend of his and he's not actually really dead and we all kicked in this money and said we we're sorry that he had to go and then we find out two years later the bastard bought a damn car with the money and he's some in another state banging a bunch of other hookers with no condoms on and committing crime someplace else cause our dumbasses gave his punk ass money but it was really him whoa and nobody was sad. Nobody was sad because we were surprised that he lasted that long. We were surprised that he lasted that long. He lasted so long that he actually outlasted the death pool where we all chipped that money. I think he's going to die at this age on this date. I mean, none of us did that. Because <laughs> that would be wrong. <laughs> if he had just died about six weeks earlier, I would have made 500 bucks allegedly. Just kidding. <laughs> I wouldn't do that. <laughs> Damn. I could have used that money. But everybody was surprised. Everybody was completely stunned that the bastard lived that long. Even the preacher who we thought was a fake preacher, who was actually a real preacher, was surprised by it. I can't believe he lived this long. Everybody in here knows what I'm talking about. You realize now with his dead body here in the church, this is literally only the second time he's been in church. It's a tie. He was in the church one time when he was alive, and now he's in the church one time dead. When he was a little boy, he was going to come in the church one time, and he actually touched the doorknob of the church, and his hand burned. And I, making a joke, said to him, you know why your hand burned? Because Satan is not allowed in this building. And he actually took me literally because he was kind of dumb. I mean, let's be honest. The door was a reflective surface. The door was a reflective surface. The knob was a color that did not uh, that absorbed the light. It was in the direct line of the sun, So sometimes that's why we put the awning up because the damn doorknob was hot. Everybody that came to the church knew that. That yeah, was why everybody would put would open the door carefully. But this dumbass actually believed me. And he went on to lead a demonic life, having fornication with crack whores and doing all sorts of disgusting things that we can't prove that he did, but we kind of know that he did. You know how many times he was shot and stabbed in his lifetime? Too many to count. And somehow he made it to 45 years old. I don't know how he did it. I don't know how he did it. I'll be honest with you, this is the house, I have to tell the truth in this house. I shot him two times myself, which was amazing. I'm surprised he was alive. I went over to, go. I said, I'm sorry I shot you, my child. And he said, you ain't the first one. And they got up and walked away. Should have shot his ass again because he owes me money. Sticking his hand in the collection plate bones by the window. Well, I was wrong. He had been in the church three times. One time physically. One time as a dead person. And that time he stuck his hand in the window and took the money out of the collection plate. Leading to me putting those bullets in his ass that I put in his ass. And that, But I digress. So we're all sitting there. And we're wondering what the hell is going on. And it made me think, man, because... We had gotten so used to him being corrupt and being a criminal, even though we couldn't prove it. But we knew he did it. He, we were so used to it. And that's what happens to everybody. If you really think about it, we have gotten so used to a level of corruption that sometimes we think of corruption as a feature of society. We allow people to do corrupt things and we just kind of gloss over it. No big deal. There's a little bit of corruption. You know what I'm talking about. Don't act like you don't. You've been in situations where if somebody steals a little bit of money, as long as they're only stealing a little bit of money, you don't even really get that angry at them, right? If you go to a store and they shortchange you every once in a while, you don't even really think about it. Sometimes you don't even count your change. Some, Oh, I'm a quarter short. I'm a dollar short. We had a quarter, a corner store where a guy was doing that all the time. He acted like he couldn't speak English. I found that lady that he could, but at the time I thought he couldn't. So he'd make a mistake here or there, 25 cents here, 50 cents there. He would do all of that. And I didn't give a crap. What uh, 25 cents? I'm not going back in the store for that. 50 cents. I'm not going back in the store for that. A dollar. I'm not going back in the store for that. But then he did that to everybody. But we're thinking, hey... You know, I remember one time a guy was getting at him and I said, hey, man, come on, man. This guy comes from another country. He's learning a second language. He's running a business. If he makes a couple of mistakes, it's not that big of a deal. Imagine you going to his country and trying to start a business and you're learning a language. You'd probably make a mistake with their currency, too. It's not that big of a deal. I defended that bastard. I didn't realize. And then one day I walk into the store and the bell at the door did not ring. And I heard somebody speaking in completely fluent English. And I looked up and I looked at the reflective mirror that they looked to see whether or not somebody's stealing something. And I saw it was the guy who couldn't speak English was speaking perfect English. What? That bastard. And I could tell his English was really perfect because you know how sometimes when you learn a second language, there's a moment where you're thinking in your native language and then you have to translate and then you respond or you're thinking your native language, you translate and then you make a statement. There was no translation time. He was perfect with his English and then he didn't see me. And then he comes back to the thing and starts speaking in his native language with the broken English and I'm going, the jig is up jackass. I saw your punk ass on the phone and he goes, Oh, don't tell anybody. I said, Oh, I'm not going to tell anybody. Thanks for the free ice cream, fuckface. Shut up. Okay, I did not take the ice cream, but I told him to cut that crap out. And I was mad because I defended his punk ass. As it turns out, it was a level of corruption at that place. He was stealing a quarter from this person and a dollar from that person and a quarter here and a quarter there. And nobody would have noticed it. Had I not even seen him speaking in fluent English on the phone, I wouldn't have thought anything up. I would have said, it's not a big deal. And it's the same thing what happens with our politicians now. We expect a certain level of corruption. We know they're lying a little bit here and there. Even the good ones lie a little bit here and there. They'll fudge this. They'll make something sound a little better than it is. We'll accept that a little bit. But now we're at the point now where we've accepted corruption so much that the only thing that can happen now is Instead of just staying at the same level of corruption that we had before, what do they do now? Add more corruption. I mean, you accepted that level, didn't you? And whose fault is that? Right? Like that guy in the neighborhood, we could have all just said, listen, don't hang around us as long as you're acting like that. Maybe he would have changed the way he was. Maybe he would have had less stab wounds and bullets in his ass. Maybe he would still be alive. Maybe he would still be alive. Who knows? But we accepted that level of corruption from that jackass and we didn't say anything and we just let him go about our business. We didn't hold him accountable. We just said, well, that's just how he is. He 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 and laughed at the stories. And what happens? His ass is dead. And we look at the politicians that we have Whether we're talking about locally or nationally, like I said, we've accepted a certain level of corruption. And when you let that be the baseline, there's only one place to go. They're not going to go, you know, we've been corrupt for so long and the people have been nice about it. Let's be a little less corrupt and make sure that they have some benefits and some health care and make sure that they're educated and make sure that there's some infrastructure and make sure that the water's clean and make sure that they're not going to do that. What do they do? More corruption. And whose fault is that? Right? That's our fault. Because they can't do shit unless we let them do shit. So when I think back at that funeral at the guy, I realize. You know, even though this is a little different than the politicians, because in politicians, we could just vote their punk asses out and replace them. You can't go, okay, you're acting like a jackass as an individual. Um, We're going to vote. And then if we vote that you should act like a normal human being and start being responsible in the neighborhood, you're going to have to do it. It doesn't work that way. But if people weren't banging him, if people weren't covering for him and all that kind of stuff, maybe he'd be alive. Maybe he'd be a different person if there were consequences to his actions. And I think it's the same thing with our politicians. If there are consequences to their actions when they do horrible things, when they lie, when they steal, when they take away this, when they take away that, and you see them doing all sorts of awful things instead of making excuses for their punk asses, if we actually hold them accountable, maybe we can get things done. I mean, what do you think? Do you think that would work? I do. And so do you. Segment over. You know what, guys, uh, guys and gals, sass bastards around the world. I ran into a couple of friends of mine who were who uh, some of them are in Atlanta or or they were formerly from they're from Atlanta. And they're still whining about the Super Bowl. And I'm back in my hometown of Villanova and uh, in, in Philadelphia. Uh, the Villanova Wildcats got bounced uh, really early in the uh, NCAA tournament. And, you know, a lot of times we see these things happen, you know, and we think, man... You know what you did, man. You if you'd have done this. You should have done that. You, you, you did because you can't put yourself in that situation, and you really don't know what it's what it's going to be like in in a situation like that. You don't know what you would do in a situation like that. Because I'm assuming the overwhelming majority of you people, no matter what country you're in, you've never been and played in an NCAA tournament as as a returning champion. You've never been in the Super Bowl and built up a big lead on another team and then blew it like that. You've never done that. And sometimes I was was thinking, man, we don't know as people who are not professional athletes what it's like to build up a big lead like that or to come in as a a fighter that everybody assumes is going to walk through somebody and then have that other person either beat you as the favorite or make it so difficult for you that you're you're just completely shocked and shell-shocked that you actually won. You don't know what that's like. But then I realized, yeah. We kind of do know what that's like, and I kind of know what that's like. I really do. Not in that particular aspect of life, but in another one. Now, I'm in the process now of losing weight, and this time I'm doing it very consciously because the last time I lost weight, I was not doing it consciously, and that was the mistake. I wanted to lose a certain amount of weight, and I wanted to do it, and I talked to the doctor, and I talked a whole lot of crap to the doctor. You know, doc, I'm going to do this and do that, and I'm going to do this, and I'm come back, I'm going to do this, and And when you look at that paper, you see that weight on there, I'm going to come back, and when I come back, I'm going to be this, that, all that trash talk. And there was a certain amount of time between the doctor's visit and the next doctor's visit. It was going to be six months. And I walked out, yeah, when she, when I comes back and, and she's going to look down in that weight and she's going to say, Mr. Thomas, look at what you did. And, and a month goes by and I didn't pick up one weight, didn't run anything, didn't change a damn bit of diet, didn't do a damn thing. And, oh. and now there's five months to the next doctor's visit that's alright I still got five months and you know, what? I, I, you know what I messed up that month but this this next month damn it I'm gonna eat good and lift good and do double lifting and triple lifting and quadruple lifting and all of that crap on one double marathon and triple marathons while carrying a bus and triple need double diet water and all of that crap and another month goes by and didn't do a damn thing actually that's not true I lifted weights really good and had a good workout one day and then after that well I have a skip a damn little sore and I wind up skipping 29 more days month two goes by I have four months to the doctor's visit oh no well that's all right I still got four months damn it I'm gonna get I'm gonna gonna run quadruple marathons double quintuple workout and eat double diet half water double diet water cube double water sandwiches and all of that crap that's what I'm gonna do damn it and if I do that and if the two weeks goes by now I have three and a half months oh no And I'm already thinking of excuses to tell the doctor as to why I'm going to come back at exactly the same weight that I left or two pounds up or two pounds down, which technically is the same crap because you could just, lost that in water weight. So she will look at the thing and said, oh, so you're the same weight, you fat, sly bastard. And then when she's doing the prostate exam, she goes, I'll be right back. And then I'm still sitting there. And then she walks and I'm going, why is the door open? I just want everybody to know what your fat ass. Ass looks like because it's still the same fat ass from six months ago you fat bastard she wouldn't do that but I still I felt bad and I'm already making excuses in my mind I fell down some stuff and thing happened but the, and there was so much stuff happening the day and I was and this happened and that happened and bullshit excuse one through fifty And the doctor will just look at you and be like, do you really think you're the only person that gave me horse crap excuses for not working out? I should pimp slap you in the mouth with the back of my hand. come back with the front slap. Pimp slap you again and come back with the front slap. And before you get mad, I'll just tell you it's a new therapy called pimp slap therapy. And you'll have to take my word for it because I'm a doctor and you're not. She would not do that. But I said, I got to do something. I got to show some kind of something. I got three and a half months to go. I can't do this again. So what did I do that time? I just said, I'm going to work out 45 minutes a day, six days a week. I'm not even going to schedule the workouts. I'm just going to know today. I got to do something for 45 straight minutes. And that's what I did and I just kind of carved out 45 minutes. Sometimes I stayed up later than I wanted to or work woke up earlier than I wanted to when I got it done because I just said, I gotta do this. Because a lot of times when people don't want to work out, I really just don't have the time. And what you, in many cases, now this is not everybody. Obviously, there are people that are literally overwhelmed with crap and literally just don't have the time. And just physically can't do it. But a lot of people, some people, people like me, I could do it. It just means I had to give up something else. And I had to ask myself, once again, this is my situation. Don't be annoyed going, well, I'm really, I'm busy. If you really are busy, this doesn't apply to you. This just applies to people who really aren't that busy and are, in fact, Making a horse crap excuse, which is was my case, and I realized to get that forty five minutes, like I said, I either had to stay up a little later. Or go to sleep a little early. Well, it didn't make sense to do it at night because it would just make me go to sleep. It would take me another extra hour to go to sleep after working out. So I had to stop doing that, even though I did have to mix those in sometimes when schedule was was the only time I could work out. Or I'd get up early and there would be somebody who, you know, who'd bother me in the morning or call in the morning and engage me in some conversation about something that was important. But somehow I had to get it done. So what I started to do was. I started to either find a show, a television show that lasted an hour, and I'd wait 15 minutes into the show, and I'd work out for the rest of the show, or when I was supposed to go and hang out with friends and do some stuff, you know, they'd go to a bar or something for an hour or so, or hang out or something like that. I said, I can't do that. I'll I'll meet you guys on Sunday. We'll hang out on Sunday, but I got to take care of this, or we'll hang out on Saturday, but I can't do it during the week because Monday through Friday, and one day, either Saturday or Sunday, I got to get that workout. And then depending on when I get the workout, and that's when I get to hang out with you guys but I got to get it done and they respected that so I finally got my routine down the first two weeks was difficult the last three months it was just basically get up and at some point during the day no matter what get that 45 minutes in and I didn't I just did did it and 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 did it methodically. And I didn't even pay attention to what was going on. I just kept doing it. I just kept doing it. And I ate, I ate a little more and I started replacing some of my my meat with salads. Actually, people were eating cheesesteaks. I went out, what are you doing? Getting a salad. What are you a salad eater now? And I would go home and I would chop up my salad and I'd put it together. And sometimes I'd put it together and I'd bring it with me. And they're eating cheesesteaks steaks and double hoagies and triple hoagies and quadruple pizza and double pizza, hoagie, hoagie, pizza, hoagie hoagies. And I'm eating my salad with a little tuna on it. And they're looking at me like, what are you a punk something? But when they started had seen it happen on a regular basis. They realized I didn't care what they thought. And quite frankly, I'm not really that big of a deal. Uh, Peer pressure means absolutely nothing to me for the most part. So I kept doing that. Three and a half months of that. Go to the doctor's office and she puts me on the scale and she goes, huh? What the and I go, what? She goes, you lost 26 and a half pounds. Huh. I had, was so busy being methodical about it. I didn't even think about the fact that I just lost 26 and a half pounds. I had really lost 26 and a half pounds of fat. I didn't realize it. And what I started to do was I started walking around. I was all full of myself now, right? I was right around where I told the doctor I was going to be. Of course, I expected to do it over six months, not three and a half months. But I hit the number, and the doctor was like, "Oh, you really did it! You really did! It? You said you are going to lose twenty-five. You lost twenty-six and a half." Yeah, doc, you know how it is. When you, when you, when you the real, when you the big, 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 big thought building myself up like I'm some kind of, you know. I would go places and people who hadn't seen me in a couple of months. Oh God, you look so good! I can't believe you look good. Ooh, you look good. You look good. Look good. Muscles. Look, you look good. And I started getting full of myself the same way a boxer gets full of himself when he goes into the ring with somebody he's ranked so much higher than he should be able to walk in there, knock this guy out real quick, and schedule his next fight for two weeks from now. Because let's be honest, one punch, what difference is it making? It like I'm hurt. <laughs> Round seven, you're bloody. You're ahead on the cards, but you're only ahead by one point. I should have knocked this guy out a long time ago. What the hell is this? Football team. I'm up by 25 points. It's tied. What the hell? Or football team. But the, 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 I, we, should, we should have blown this team out in the first half and we're down by six. What the hell is this? And I got full of myself. Right? Right? So the doctor's expecting me to come back and have lost another 25 pounds. And then, you know, we're done here. You did weight loss over, done, finished. Yay. I come back and 13 pounds heavier the next time she sees me. What the hell? And then the next time I come back, I'm back at the weight where I was the first time. Damn it. (laughs) And that's what happened. This was years ago, but that's what happened. I got so full of myself. And when I sat back and I thought about it, I realized it was very similar to those teams. You show up, right? You get a little bit of a lead on the other team. You get a 25-point lead in the Super Bowl. And the next thing you know, you are losing overtime like Atlanta. I had a 26-and-a-half-pound lead. On the weight loss at the time, I had a 26 and a half pound lead out of nowhere. I messed up and I still had a 26. And I said, listen, if I can get a 26 and a half pound lead, then I'm going to win this game. By the time I come back and see the doctor, she's going to be going, not only have you lost all the weight, but I have some people here from the Mr. Olympia place and they want you to begin training for Mr. Olympia because that's how incredible you look. But that's not what happened, was it? So I was driving down the road and I was listening to people talking about Villanova losing in the first round and people were still dissing the Atlanta Falcons for getting their ass whipped in the Super Bowl. I mean, they didn't take a bad whipping, but they had a big lead and lost it. And I heard some people talking about a fighter who should have just just whipped the behind of the person he was in the ring with and barely got past them. And everybody talks this crap. And I realized I can't talk crap like that because I had a 26 and a half pound lead and blew it. Well, I'm sure that at some point in your lives, At some point in your lives, you had a big lead on something, didn't you? You had a big lead and you thought it was over. You thought the game was over. You thought you won. You thought it was done. You thought you could take your foot off the brakes. You thought you could ease up and you were just going to coast through to the finish line. And then what happened? Bam! Something came up and cracked you across your ass and you're going, how did I lose this? But the good thing about life is you get another opportunity to do things, don't you? You get another chance, don't you? You get another chance. You get another freaking chance to try again. And this time, as I lose weight, I'm doing it as methodically as I was before. But this time, I'm very conscious. Oh, yeah. I'm paying attention. Oh, yeah. So at this point, the most I'll ever gain back without knowing about it will be about a pound or two. And then I'll see those pounds come back on and I'll go, oh, no, you don't like a football team you got a big lead and the other team does something big and gets a touchdown and you go oh ho, ho, nice try jackass and you keep doing what you were doing to get the lead in the first place instead of playing to run out the clock you decide to run up the score a little bit you decide to put them away instead of you know if i had that 26 and a half i had the 26 and a half pound lead i should have said i got a 26 and a half pound lead and almost a little more than half the time that i said it was going to leak get these these pounds off in the first place which means if i keep doing what i'm doing most likely not only will i have by the end of the next six month period lost all the weight i need to lose i will be getting to the point where i'm starting to sculpt and i can build up the muscle not only come, not only will i step on the scale with all the weight gone i'll step on the scale and i'll do a little flex, flexi 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 and a little tricep flexi and a little back flexi And a little left right ass cheek (laughs) flexy. And that way when I come back the next time and she checks my prostate and she she puts the finger in. And then she walks out and brings in the other doctors to take a look at my ass. Instead of going, what the hell is that fat bastard? They'll go, "Ma'am, that man's ass looks delicious. Because that's what I want to hear. Well, hey, I'm bent over here and you just had your finger in my ass. Normally I'd be allowed to stand up, but I can feel the cold air of the wind coming from the hallway. And unlike last time where people were going, ha ha ha, fat ass, I'm hearing applause. And I'm also looking at my phone and I notice there's a live stream called S. Anthony's Delicious Ass post prostate exam (laughs) I'm gonna have to tell you to turn that off (laughs) unless we put on some ads because I want to get ad revenue from millions of people looking at the deliciousness of my buttocks (laughs) this just got weird (laughs) but that's what I was thinking when I watched when I heard about those games man it's like even though we don't know what it's like to be a professional athlete to blow a lead. We know what it's like to blow a lead. You know what it's like to be in a relationship with somebody and everything's going good. And then you start neglecting them and you know, it, they go away or there and you're in a relationship with someone and they start neglecting you and you go away you had the lead you had them you married them or you were living with them you were getting it on with them on a regular basis you had babies together or you had a long-term relationship everything's going great you have a lead other people can't get your girlfriend she loves you and she lives with you when she's married to you and she's your wife other people can't get your boyfriend he loves you and lives with you and you are your husband they can't get the person but now you're not paying attention to them now you're kind of neglecting them, now you're kind of treating them bad, now you're not getting it on with them anymore, now you're not affectionate anymore, and all of a sudden, that big lead you had, gone, and so are they, so we all know what it's like to be in that situation where you have a big lead, you think you got it all wrapped up, and then, because you didn't do what you were supposed to do, the lead evaporates, and sometimes you lose, sometimes the lead evaporates, and you just get a scare, but in either case, you shouldn't be in that situation in the first place. So I lost that first weight loss game. Okay. Because be going back to where you were is a loss. It's not as big a loss as going back to where you were plus more weight. But going back to where you were in the beginning, that's a loss. But this time, I'm starting to take the lead again. And this time, I'm watching the clock. And this time, I'm watching what the opponent's doing. And this time, I'm making it to point to do what I'm supposed to do. And this time... I'm not going to stop running up the score. I'm not going to stop running up the score till the clock says zero, 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 zero. Oh, yeah. This time, I'm going to be standing at a parade holding up the I'm back in shape trophy with confetti falling on me, and I'm going to be going, I got it. It's done. It's over with. And then I'm going to hold up the next trophy called maintenance sorry fat ass you're gonna go and you ain't invited back here's your eviction notice so come on guys you know what i'm talking about there's something that you're doing or something that you didn't do or something stupid going on around you where you built up a lead and you should win that game and you started messing up it's time to win my friends it's time to win. Oh, yeah. Ha ha. Segment over. Well, folks, this has been episode number 259 of the S. Yes Anthony Says Podcast. And I want to thank you guys very, 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 very much for tuning in. Much love to every last one of my sass bastards around the world. Much love to my sass bastards in Australia. Much love to my sass bastards in Canada. Much love to my Great Britain and my UK sass bastards. Um, of course my American sass bastards and, and the other places that I'm list, that, uh, that are listening that I don't know are listening right now that are listening in the future, thank you to you too as well. This podcast, the S. Anthony Says Podcast, is is available on iTunes, Stitcher Radio, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, iHeartRadio, and the Podcast Revolution Network. Now, please follow the social media for me and for this show. The social media We'll start with Twitter. For me specifically on Twitter, it's at S Anthony Thomas. For the show, it's at S Anthony Says. Uh, I have a verified page on Facebook. If you're in Facebook, just go into the top box and the search box and type in S Anthony Says. You will see my page with my smiling face and the blue check mark indicating that, of course, it's it's uh, the verified page for this particular public figure. The very handsome man in the top picture to the left with that dopey ass smile, A.K.A. me. And, uh, also I'm on Instagram too. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's, uh, surprisingly S. Anthony Thomas. Well, not surprisingly as Anthony Thomas, just, just my name S. Anthony Thomas. Don't, don't be a dope and actually type in surprisingly as Anthony Thomas. Cause that ain't me. Damn it. <laughs> If you want to send some inform- some messages to me, you want to send declarations of love, suggestions, comments, declarations of love, please do so at this address. Talk to Santhony at gmail.com. T-A-L-K, the word to, T-O. My name, Santhony, at gmail.com. And um, before I go, once again, as I always do, and I mean it every single time because you guys have been really, really cool. Thank you very, very much. I appreciate the kind words. Now, uh, thank you for the direct messages of encouragement and, and, and love for the show. Thank you for, for the email. For love for the show. Thank you for the tweets and the retweets. My Potter and Family, Tripod. These are both both uh, hashtags you should check out for good stuff. Hashtag Potter and Family, hashtag Tripod, hashtag Pods in Color. Any of those hashtags will lead you to good shows. So, damn it, click on them and get to listening after you listen to MyPod, of course. <laughs> anyway, but folks... <laughs> I want to thank you sincerely from the bottom of my heart for everything that you've done and for being really, really cool to me. I really do appreciate it. And folks, it doesn't matter to me where you're listening to me, where you're listening to me on a a, ride on a lawnmower, on a treadmill, walking down the street, driving in your car. Thank you for letting me into your ears, into your mind, into your hearts. And, folks, I'm going to say goodbye the way I always say goodbye, and I want you to do it with me. I know you do it with me, and I want you to keep doing it with me. And, new sass bastards, it's part of the thing. You got to do it with me. You got to say it out loud. Are you ready? On the count of three, of course you're ready. Are you ready? Let's do it. One, two, three. S. Anthony. Out